Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. A shout out to Ileana, who always seems to tag us on Instagram, uh, A plus student. So thanks again for listening, being a part of the podcast family here. Um, today, we're going to talk about purity. Man, it was on my heart when I started to, uh, a few um, a while back when I talked about uh, answering the call, like what to do between the time that God calls you and the time you see the fulfillment, how to prepare. Um, there was a scripture that I read from Matthew as a parable that Jesus told about um, the the marriage feast and how the people who were invited, the friends who were invited didn't come. And then there was one guy who got called in among those who weren't initially invited, but he showed up not wearing a wedding garment. And I mentioned how uh, the garment is significant of your actions, like uh, wearing a white garment is signif- uh, signifies purity. And as I said it, I knew that I, that I wasn't done with that topic. There needs to be more um, teaching and preaching and meditating and thinking and considering on the subject of purity. I think it was Lester Summerall, who, um, a great man of God in the ministry, who after years in the ministry, someone went in to meet with him and said, hey, uh, can you give me the key to ministry, to success in ministry, to having a great ministry. He's like, okay, you ready? And the guy gets out his pen and his paper and he's ready to write down. And he's like, stay out of sin. And that was his key to ministry was stay out of sin. Um, so there's, there's not enough that can be said about it, but Psalm 24 says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? But he that has clean hands and a pure heart, who's not lifted up his soul into vanity nor sworn deceitfully. And it goes on from there. God has called us to holy living. Um, in the book of Hebrews, it says, uh, uh, well, First Thessalonians 4 verse 7 says, For God has not called us unto uncleanness, but to holiness. Hebrews twelve fourteen Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. That's pretty... That's a pretty stern warning from the Apostle Paul. Uh, Holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. If you want to go to heaven, holiness has to be a part of your life. Purity has to be a part of your life. So we're going to talk briefly today about four, three or four areas in your life where there has to be purity. Number one is purity of the eyes. Job chapter 31 verse one says, I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I look upon a maid? You know, Job understood that, um, uh, the eyes are the gateways to the soul. Uh, your inputs, what you put in through your eyes and your ears ultimately produces your thought life, which produces your actions. And so Job said, I've made a covenant with my eyes. What strong language? I made a decision. I made a covenant. I've, I've, I've cut blood, basically. I've made a covenant with God that with my eyes, I wouldn't look on unclean things. He said, I wouldn't look on a maiden. That's such a temptation um, for guys is to to uh, to to allow their, to not allow their eyes to wander. I heard someone say, it's not about looking. It's about looking twice. It's about looking for, uh, it's about staring, right? Obviously there's things, there's times where we, you know, we go to Disney world and it seems to be the, the people who are, uh, 300 pounds plus that want to wear the skimpiest outfits, but we get there and my wife, it's good. It's good to get married. And my wife's like, don't look to the left. At first, she just used to be like, ah, and then I would, you look to see what the ah is about, but now she knows instead of just ah, it's a, 
hey, do not look to the left. And then I know, just keep my eyes to the right. She's doing it for my own good. But but you can't avoid seeing certain things being just in public and that this is 2019. But it's choosing that when you see that, that you look to the ground, get good at looking to the ground. I remember we went to um, a movie when we were teenagers. Uh, someone took us to a movie. He was older than us. He was in his 20s at the time. We looked up to him, family, friend. And he took us to a movie and there was a scene, a kissing scene, and he looked over during the kissing scene and he saw and he sees me and my brother both looking down and we're looking down at our feet in the middle of the movie and here it was you know a time where hey mom's not here parents aren't here this guy's taking us out but my mom had trained us during these things hey look away hey don't look at the screen and there's a training that comes you growing up and being 20 30 years old doesn't give you right to when a sex scene comes on a movie or even a, a making out scene, you're not supposed to look at those things. Those are things that are supposed to stay behind closed doors just because because Hollywood decides to film them doesn't give you the right. The movies that you watch and, and the way you that you keep a watch on your eyes to not look when you're out in public, you see someone who's not dressed the right way, see someone who's underdressed rather, and you choose to look away, choose to keep your eyes uh uh, on the right things and and keep looking down. There's a benefit to just looking at your shoes sometimes. So number one is keeping your eyes clean. Um, Matthew chapter five, verse. Let me find it here. Matthew chapter five, verse twenty-seven. Jesus says, "You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart." If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than, than that your whole body be thrown into hell. You know, it would be appalling for some people they, they, if they ask the Lord, Lord, what have I done wrong? And he says, oh, you're an adulterer. And they're like, Lord, I'm still a virgin. He's like, no, you're an adulterer because in your heart you've already sinned with that woman because of the way you looked at her with your eyes. This is an area that can't be stressed enough to, to make a decision. To, to keep your eyes, keep your thought life pure by, by watching what you watch with your eyes. So I'm going to move on to the next one is purity of ears. You know, deciding what music you listen to. Your music, man, it's funny. Some of this, I, I used to love hip hop. When I uh, was a teenager, probably 13, I started listening to Lauryn Hill and then it was Jay-Z and so forth. But some of these songs, man, you could leave church and you get in your car and you turn on some of this hip hop and you like just feel like going and robbing a convenience store. The, that, that beat's hitting so hard. You feel like, man, I drive out of church and I'm just feeling like a thug. I know this is maybe crazy people to hear me saying this, but man, I used to get into hip hop, most deaf, some of these different from guys, but I look back and it's none of it edifies. There's nothing neutral. It's either edifying or it's it's promoting the flesh, promoting uh, lusts. Oh, you know, I, I live a pure life, but you're listening to garbage music. You have to decide, am I here on this earth to try and get away with as much as I can before I get to heaven? Or am I here to fulfill the call of God on my life? Am I here to be 100% in? Choose your music wisely. The next area is um, purity of your mouth. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.29, I'll let no corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth. That's an important one because 
out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can't speak something without it, unless you're just reading words off a line, without it first coming out of your heart. So people who have corrupt communication, it actually shows that they have a filthy heart, that their heart hasn't been purified. Your, your, your language is a reflection of what's on the inside of you. If someone's kind and if someone's patient, you can tell that there's love in their heart. If someone's slow to anger, you can tell that there's love in their heart. If someone's always judging people, you can tell that they're full of judging. They're being a Pharisee. Choosing your what you say, what you speak wisely. Lord, put a guard on my heart. Like the, like the scripture says in the Old Testament that he took a coal off the altar. Lord, help me to put a guard on my lips. Lord, purify my heart so my, my, my lips can be pure so I can bear good fruit from what I speak. And then the last one, the fourth area is purity of thought, of thought, of thoughts. You know, for, for so many people, they just let their thoughts run rampant. They think, man, I'm, I can, I can think because I'm, I'm thinking in the safety of my own mind. You know, when I was a teenager, uh, I remember someone asked, I was at a church service and someone said, what if we could put all your thoughts on the screen? And as a teenager, that's terrifying because you, 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 your mind can wander. It can easily head off in the wrong direction. But you control your thoughts. You control what you think about. You know, fear is based in your thoughts. Fear comes and your thoughts will change and people will think on the worst case scenario. Oh, the people, there's people who play women who play out these scenarios of like coming home and getting kidnapped and guys who play out different scenarios in their head. I mean, it's, it's built into guys to like want to go to battle. I believe it's something that God gave man, uh, men, not mankind, but men specifically. That's why this whole gender neutrality thing is stupid. Like, um, anyway, I'm not going to get into that, but, uh, God gave men to want, so there's something boys from as young as they are, pick up sticks and want to fight and they pick up guns and they want to shoot. Like there's a, there's something that wants to defend. Right. And I believe that's God given, but, um, but people who just, uh, guys, especially laying on their bed at night, you know, I was a teenager once, but you have to choose to, to, to control your thoughts, to not think unclean things. Every sin in your life has begun in your thought life. Every bit of sin in your life today began with thoughts. It never, people don't commit adultery without thinking and pondering those things first about fantasizing about women, about fantasizing about situations. It doesn't start overnight. It starts in your thoughts. For many guys, it's laying on their bed at night, just trying to go to sleep. And these thoughts come. You have to control your thoughts. That's why being in the word, the healthiest thing that you can do is put a Bible next to your bed and read the Bible before you go to bed. And anytime a thought comes, just replace it with the scripture. Man, if the devil's going to keep sending these fiery arrows my way before I'm going to sleep, I'm going to keep running a scripture through my head. Oh yeah? Well, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Spend the last 10 minutes. If it takes you long to go to sleep, you want to get quicker at going to bed, going to sleep, you start thinking about the Bible. Run Bible. Man, make the devil pay. Well, if you're going to keep me up for a couple hours before I go to sleep, then I'm going to think about scripture for a couple hours. Trust me, you will be asleep faster than you know it. The, the, the devil doesn't want you laying there thinking about scripture, meditating on the word, getting excited about the goodness of God, thinking of the goodness of God. It's scriptural to do that. I will, the psalmist said, I will, I will, while I lay in my bed, I'll think of all your goodness. It's something along, I'm paraphrasing. Don't, don't send me a strongly worded Instagram message about how I misquoted the scripture. It's in there somewhere. Give me a couple days to find it. But your thought life dictates your actions. 
even people who maybe aren't their 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 thoughts aren't sinful, but they're not like outright impure thoughts, like lustful, whatever. But there's thoughts they they think about how they they think less of themselves. They sit there and think about how much they messed up. They think of their their whole day through, and they think of oh man, I you know I had the interaction with this person. And they're beating themselves up of the over the way they you beat yourself up over the way you talk. Oh, you know, I should have said that. Man, I was awkward. And you just think negative thoughts. Before you go to sleep, you should be running. The, the Bible says, I have the mind of Christ. You know, I'm created in the image of God. I'm loved by God. I'm the apple of his eye. These are the thoughts that we need to speak. These are the thoughts that produce life. These are the thoughts that we need to think before we go to sleep. God is calling us to a place of purity in deed, in thoughts with our, with our uh, um, mouth, with our eyes, and then with our ears. And ultimately, that leads to purity of our hands. He said, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? But he that has clean hands and a pure heart. God is looking for people with clean hands, people that he can trust. I believe firmly that the first battle that people fight in gaining dominion in the kingdom of God is the battle against sin. And it begins with these things. What are you doing with your eyes, with your ears? Even people who have friends, you have friends that call, you call and you just gossip. Your ear becomes like a trash can. You, you have to spend, you feel like you get off the phone with them and you feel like you need to go take a shower. These are, these are people where you just need to draw a line in the sand and be like, hey, listen, I'm, uh, I'm wanting to control my thoughts. And so this is one of the ways, I'm sorry, I can't hear this anymore. If you're going to, if we can talk about other things, but we're not talking badly about other people. God's calling you to a higher standard. Purity begins in your heart and it begins with what you look at, what you hear, what you say, and then ultimately what you think. We love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.